everybody. I'm Erica. And I'm Nicole. And this is Cheers from the Grave. Hooray! Yay! Uh, again, we do apologize that we were late getting last week's episode up and going. Um, we were supposed to, Stephanie and I had recorded an episode. And as I said in last week's episode with special guest Kina, I apparently didn't save like I wanted to and I failed miserably. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Major oops. We went to edit and we're like, oh shit, there's no file. So. Yikes. Yeah. But it's cool. So we're here and Nicole is back from vacation. Yes, I am. And Stephanie is on vacation. Stephanie (laughs) is on vacation for the next eternity. She is in Europe with a good friend of ours, traveling and seeing the world. And we're just sitting here like, Cool. Yeah, I came back from California. How was that, by the way? That was really fun. Yeah? Yeah. I did HHN, Universal, during the day. I did Disneyland, Disney Mm -hmm. California Adventure. We did the Museum of Death. Ooh, how was that? That was very interesting. No pictures allowed inside. You have to respect the den. Yeah. There's some pretty gnarly stuff in there. It's not what you would expect. Okay. It's very small. It's very informative, though. So, like, what kind of stuff did they have in there? Um, they had, like, different rooms. They had, like, the the cannibalism niche. <laughs> it was, like, a little little corner. They had, like, a taxidermy room with, like, animals. They had um, a serial killer hallway, like, a gruesome. They had, like, a gruesome thing. It was, like, fun little names with it, like, little rooms and, like, at, like, hallways and stuff. Uh-huh. So they had this whole wall of just, like, awful photos and that was, like, honestly the most gruesome thing in there. So it's not terrible. Okay. Like, if you have a weak stomach, I mean, you could probably go in there and just not look at the walls uh-huh. and look at the other stuff that they have. You should be fine, especially if it, like, kind of interests you. But it's pretty cool. That's it's very interesting. A lot of information. They have, like, cult stuff, like the suicides and everything. They have, like, a whole room dedicated to, like, cult suicides, to serial killers, cannibalism, the taxidermy. Um morgues they have like coffins and stuff they have a little day of the dead room well like a little corner in a room um they had a whole like charles manson room so like they have a lot of cool stuff in there nice yeah the first room you go into it's like serial killers so the first thing you see is like a picture of john wayne gacy so like with the clown and everything oh yeah so it's like it's it's very interesting that's very cool i have to check that out at some point whenever i'm out in california so we found it, like, I always seen, like, the photos of the outside of the Museum of Death, and, like, people are like, oh, go to the Museum of Death. I never realized where it was, so one day, me and my friend were over there, and we're walking down West Hollywood, and we were high out of our mind. <laughs> it's, it's legal over there. It's okay. Nice. So we're walking down, and that's going on, and we're just like, okay, let's go out as far as we can, because they were, like, filming something at the Chinese theater, so we couldn't go that way. Cool. We had to, like, circle back and go. We didn't even see it. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this nonsense. It was really crowded. Yeah. So we're walking down, going to East LA, basically, to like catch an Uber. But we're walking down as far as we can to see the city. And then out of nowhere, we just stumble upon it onto our left. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is it. Nice. And we waited till the next day because we were too high out of our minds and we were like freaking out. <laughs> so we came the next day. Oh, we came the next day when we were sober. There you go. So it was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And it was emptier. We went on a Monday. Nobody in there. That's good. Yeah. That's very good. And we bought merchandise from there. They have really cool stuff. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. 
I loved it. So how was uh, Horror Nights at Hollywood? Ooh, hot take. It sucks. Does it? Yeah. So ours, ours is better here in Orlando. Is it really? 100%. Wow. They take a lot of shortcuts over there. Like maybe some of the effects are really good, uh-huh. depending because they are in Hollywood. But then let's say like the Ghostbusters. I freaking love the Ghostbusters. I saw it in theaters for the 35th anniversary on Thursday. Nice. Really fun. Our house here in Orlando, it's really fun. I love it. Always a good time. The one in California, it was okay. Like I love the Ghostbusters, so I'm going to enjoy it either way. Yeah. But they take a lot of shortcuts, which in like here in Orlando, we have room after room after room and they all flow together yeah over there you'll be in a room and it's kind of like half ass like mostly like mannequins or something and then you went through a hallway and then you have scare actors in the dark hallway like on platforms scaring you and then you go into another room so like here spoiler alert gozer she's like in the whole set like how it is on the movie and the ghostbusters like zapper and stuff uh-huh. and then she turns spoiler alert into the stay puff marshmallow man yeah so that's how it is in orlando you've been through it right no i haven't yet yeah okay yeah they have it like all set up like the movie like you're on top of the building in california gozer is in one of the dark hallways she comes out from like this platform once to scare you and that's it and then you go into like the actual room where it's mannequins zapping the stay puff marshmallow man that's it. That's it. And That's like, kind of cheap. It is. It looks like when you look at it, it's very cheap looking. So here in Orlando, our Universal Monsters, we have all that. We even have Quasimodo in our house. Quasimodo. It's awesome. Yeah, we have like all the classic monsters in our house. And I will agree that the Dracula and the Phantom of the Opera are made up to look a lot more gruesome than they actually are. Yeah. But you go through all these monsters. Back over there in Hollywood, it's just Frankenstein versus a Wolfman. Yeah, so the Frankenstein monster versus Wolfman. So there's no other monsters in the house. That's weird. It's kind of cool when you walk in because they have it set up like, like you see the Talbot stuff. That's the Wolfman's name. Yeah. And like the gypsy in the be- from the beginning of the movie and she's like dead. And like you hear like all this like Romanian type music and stuff. But then it's just like Wolfman and Dracula and, and Frankenstein coming out at you from like those hallways. Like you'll get a scare from the Wolfman and you're like, oh, okay. And then immediately right after Frankenstein and you would think, oh no, I'm being scared. Like, no, it's just very predictable because it oh. happens in every single room. That kind of sucks. It's, it's all right. Yeah. The only house I will say is probably better over there is their killer clowns. I didn't go in it. I saw it through a video, but you will literally enter through the, um, the tent, the circus tent and you go through, and they have, like, a lot of fun. They have the videos on YouTube if you, like, search it up. They yeah. have, like, a lot of fun gags in there, and it's literally, like, walking through the movie. Our Killer Clowns here is a little bit different, but it's still enjoyable. We have a bigger Clownzilla than they do. Nice. Our Clownzilla is, like, full body, like, huge. Theirs is just one mask and, like, a room. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We have the same one that they have, like, the smaller version, but we have the big one, too. That's very cool. Yeah, they don't have a big one. But the rest of the house is really cool. Like, it... They had one scare zone that I really like, though. Oh, yeah? It's, um, you walk through this big hallway, like, to go from, like, the area of, like, Jurassic World and everything to go back down to, like, the lower lot where all the sound stages where the houses were. You walk through this big tunnel, and it looks like a, like a highway tunnel type deal. And that's what they have in there for, like, the trams. They were playing loud, like, headbanger music. (laughs) And with strobe lights everywhere, you could not see where you were going. And then they had, like, people dressed up, like... Like, they were, like, toxic waste and all this stuff with, like, baseball bats just coming after you. Nice. And you couldn't see where you were going. The music, the music was just, like, super loud. Oh, that's awesome. It wasn't scary at all, but it was really enjoyable. That's really cool. Yeah. 
yeah, so that's about it. Oh, I'm glad you have fun. Yeah, Disneyland was really fun. That's cool. Their Disneyland is better. Yeah. 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 I will agree on that one. Yeah, I did all things Halloween over there. I'm dying. (laughs) Erica's having allergies. Welcome to Florida. Yeah, my allergies are not okay today. I didn't sweat at all when I was in California. It was dry heat. Completely dry. I probably had a heat exhaustion the second day at Disney. Yeah. But I was not sweating. And I'll take heat exhaustion over sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I sweat a lot down here, y'all. Yeah, it's a very, very humid state down here. It's very humid. You take a shower and you get out, you're already sweating. Yep. All right. So, yeah. So let's let's get to it. Let's let's get to it. What do you want to go first? You want to do the honors? I'll do the honors. Okay, cool. I'm so so what, you got, what you got for us today? I haven't done this in like a month. I know. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Alrighty, let's get started. Yes, let's do this. So my topic for this week is doppelgangers. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Have you ever had an experience with one? Not personally. No? Because a doppelganger is basically someone who is like your twin, right? Basically, someone who looks like a lot like you. Okay. So for those of you who may not know, did just explain a doppelganger. Um, it's kind of like a ghostly double or an evil twin type of scenario. And some people may think they're like from like a set, like a parallel universe or something. But it's normally like... Yeah, spirit double or an evil twin that looks exactly like you. The German word translate li- translates literally as double goer. Okay. So we do call it doppelganger with like the German spelling, but it is double goer. And according to legend or folklore, if you spot your double, it is an omen of a dreadful disease or even possibly death. So it's a good thing you haven't seen someone who looks exactly like you. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. So stories of doppelgangers date back to ancient myth and legend. The theme of an evil twin or haunting ghost replica have featured numerous times in literature and art, depicting an innate fascination with the concept, whether real or imaginary. The concept of a good and evil twin is noted as far back as the 5th century BC in an ancient Iranian religion called, forgive me here, Zoroastrianism. The two primal spirits were the sons of time and represented as darkness and light. So that's where we get the good twin and the evil twin. Okay. So I already asked you here, how would you feel if you met another? Like a like, twin of myself? Like someone who looks like you from a parent, like a parallel universe. I honestly don't know how I would feel about that at first. I, but of course, my first thought would be like parent trap. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like way thrown off. Yeah. But it's also like... When you really think about it, too, you know how... <laughs> I, sorry, I, I, I totally, do that all the time. I totally stuck a paper towel or a toilet paper up my nose because my nose just won't stop. And I look up and, <laughs> and there's, there's just toilet paper up my nose. I don't want to just randomly... I want to stop dripping everywhere. What if your evil twin is doing the same thing right now? You know what's hilarious, too? I just looked at my email and it's now at 6666. Oof. It's legit at six 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 six. At least it's four sixes. But that just goes to show that I don't clear out my email. <laughs> Mine is like thirty, like eighty thousand, thirty thousand. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, doppelgangers and meeting twins and stuff. I I would freak out. 
Yeah, I, I would freak out and I would call my parents and be like, is there a twin that I'm not aware of? Yeah, that too. My parents are very adamant that I'm the only child though. So that's, I think I would freak out if I saw someone who looked just like me. Yeah. I've been told personally that people have seen someone who looks like me. I mean, I've gotten that a lot too. And they, they're like so adamant about it. They're like, it looks just like you. It looks just like you. And then when they show me a picture of the person, I'm like, this looks nothing like me. You know, so it's yeah. just like, am I seeing myself the same way people see me? That's also a good question. Yeah. <laughs> right? Alrighty, so ancient Egyptians believed in the existence of a ka, or a spirit double. The spirit twin had allegedly the same memories as the original individual. So that's pretty scary to think about. Yeah. Someone can just come, like, to replace your life. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Also, in Egyptian versions of the Trojan War story, a spirit double was sent instead of the actual Helen. The ka was such a perfect replication of Helen that it fooled everybody and a war was averted. Native American myths also incorporate incorporate twins the hoppy twins their cosmology they believed the afterlife mirrored the land of the living the duality extended to the twins called the child of water and the child of sun north mythology tells a similar ghostly double which is said to perform the actions of a person just before they do the spirit will often smell or sound like or have the same voice as the original person oh that's creepy yeah and i have a really annoying voice sorry to everyone listening so i can only imagine <laughs> Just imagine that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Scottish tales from the Orkney Islands describe mystical baby snatchers who replace real human babies with the replicas. Trolls or mythical fairy creatures allegedly swap their sickly babies with healthy human babies. Huh. Their replacement babies would immediately change to look exactly like the human baby and fool the, f the poor parents until the fairy baby became ill and died. The Aww. Breton's version, called the Anku, was said to be the harvester of souls. Sighting him, much like sighting a twin spirit, would be an omen of a certain death. Dressed in a dark cloak with a hat and a scythe in hand, he would get the newly dead souls to help him harvest more souls. So for like real, so that's kind of like the spirit history of it. Okay. It's a very like mythological type deal. Yeah, that's really cool. So <clears throat> we're going to go into some real doppelgangers. Abraham Lincoln was supposedly an open-minded statesman who recognized the existence of the paranormal world. Really? I didn't know that until I did some research. Are you serious? That's cool. That's, is it's, that where the whole, like, you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln fighting vampires thing comes from, too? Oh, my God, imagine. Oh, my God. That's fun. <laughs> uh, um, Abraham Lincoln did report seeing his doppelganger in the mirror, in the mirror, so that's a little, like, confusing, on one, on more than one occasion. In 1860, shortly after Lincoln was elected, he claimed to see a double reflection of himself in the mirror. Ooh. He asserted that the second reflection looked remarkably weaker and paler. His wife believed it was a bad omen, suggesting he would finish his first term, but not make it to the end of his second. <gasps> Yo! Oof. Yeah, so he saw what he thought was a double of his. Yeah. It looked a little bit different, and there you go, the omen of death. Oh, shit. Imagine, but nobody took over for him as a double. So yeah. is it like, are they going to, there are some people who believe that they do take over your lives and kill you, or are they just there to, like, as yeah. like a spirit and like, you're just dead? You know, what doppelganger is going to want this life? Not with these allergies. I feel that. <laughs> All right. Back. Yes. 
Alrighty, another story of a real doppelganger for Catherine the Great. The servants of Miss Catherine reported seeing her in the throne room one night when she was actually in her bed. She ordered them to shoot her evil spirit double, and strangely, she perished shortly after the double was shot. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. I'm not, like, that's crazy to think of. Because if she was in bed, and there's someone in the throne room, they got shot, so it's like, they are spiritually linked. So they have a body to prove. Did they have, like, did did anything happen to that body that they shot? They did not elaborate on that when I did research. Okay. That's crazy, though. Yeah. That was a lot of years ago, too. Another doppelganger encounter commonly cited is that of Emily Saji. Emily was a school teacher in the 1840s in a private school. It's what known as Latvia. She had been a quiet job hopper until then, having 19 jobs in 16 years. That's a lot. Oh, Jesus. Her students first spotted her spirit double when she was teaching class. The specter appeared next to her as she wrote on the board, imitating her movements. It was spotted again when the teacher was busy working in the school garden and also seen concurrently in her ghostly form in a classroom. Adventurous students decided to try and pass through the wraith-like figure and succeeded. So it was definitely like a spirit that they saw. They allegedly reported feeling a... a thick material when passing through it. The teacher was said to feel drained and helpless at the si- at the time of the sightings. So wait, they literally like were like, "Hey, let's just walk through her." Yeah, because they said she looked like very ghostly. So they were like, "Let's just go right up to her and walk through her." Yeah, I mean, if you see the ghost, yeah, that's weird to think of. But it's like you're just gonna walk through. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine like with that teacher. Yeah. Like your teacher's just writing on the board and there's like a ghostly figure next to her who looks exactly like her just mimicking. So it's like, is that like astral projection at that point? Because she did say she felt drained and tired. I mean, I could see it kind of being almost astral projection. She was also like awake in both forms. So that's so weird. Yeah. That is bizarre. Yeah. So we have, yes, we have those stories of like the doubles being like physical beings and then like spirit beings yeah that's crazy so like a modern explanation of doppelgangers today in modern day medicine and science claim the phenomenon is experienced because of a head injury or mere hallucinations okay yeah it is also considered to be a result of psychiatric phenomenon known as heotoscopy sources describe the phenomenon as viewing your own body from a distance it is said to be due to schizophrenia or epilepsy. Another explanation may exist for the eerie spirit double It is if one is open to the supernatural. Could it be another you, an exact copy from an alternate dimension, or is it just your brain hallucinating? Oh, Jesus. That's crazy. So those are <laughs> doppelgangers. That's, oh my God, that's intense. Oh, thank you. Well, I have today... The topic of the Queen Mary. Ooh. And this was a topic that um, I talked about when Stephanie was over to record. However, again, this is the one that didn't live. So I figured I might as well talk about it in today's episode. Because it's still really good. So. All right. So the Queen Mary. Obviously, we know that she is a ship. She, um, oh, she, uh, did you, isn't the Queen Mary near where you were at all? Because I know it's out in California. 
Is it in California? Mm-hmm. It is. You're right. Um, no, I did not see any like advertisements or anything on the Queen Mary. So it's probably I, not near you where you were. It probably is. I just don't remember. Let me go ahead and do a quick search while yeah. you're explaining. Yeah. I have heard about it before, though. And I see like all the YouTubers go and everything. Stephanie's been there before, too, she said. Really? Yeah, when she was younger, I guess. So okay. I'm jealous. So... Uh, the Queen Mary, she is a retired British ocean liner that sailed mostly in the North Atlantic from 1936 to 1967 for the Cunard Line, also known as the Cunard White Star Line. She's about two times larger than the Titanic, and she had okay. two cocktail bars, two swimming pools, five dining areas and lounges, and a grand ballroom. She sailed her maiden voyage on May 27th of 1936 due to her speed of about 30.14 knots, which translates to about 34.63 miles per hour. She won the Blue Blue Ribband, uh, which is an unofficial accolade given to a passenger liner crossing the Atlantic Ocean uh, in regular service with the record highest speed. So because of this, in World War II, she was actually converted into a troop ship for Allied soldiers during the war. Okay. So the ship's hull and superstructure was painted a navy gray, and she was faster than many of the enemy U-boats, so she was actually given a nickname, the Gray Ghost. Oh. Mm-hmm. I figured out where it was. Where is it? It's in Long Island. It's in Long Island? I lied. I lied. It's Long Beach. I can't read. I was like, wait. <laughs> no, it's near Long Beach, like on its own little area. Yeah. Um, If I had gone from Anaheim, I probably could have made it. Um, it is a little far from Los Angeles. It's kind of like the same distance. So, like, there's Anaheim. Yeah. There it is. And then there's Santa Monica, where I also went. Okay. And then El Segundo, I was staying there, too. So probably, like, an hour's drive or so. Give or yeah, take. it was pretty far. And we took the metro, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Public. That would have taken a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Next time. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, there are some uh, documented deaths. Uh, In 1936, Sir Edgar Britton, who was the first captain of the Queen Mary, died of a stroke in his cabin. In 1949, senior second officer William Stark accidentally drank laundry detergent that was stored in a gin bottle and poisoned himself to death. Oof. (laughs) A laundry. So it's like, okay, well, who puts laundry detergent in a gin bottle in the first place? Someone who wants to die. But, like, who does that? And my question is, like, when you first take a sip, wouldn't that first sip be like, oh, hey, this does not taste like gin at all. But, like, I don't understand how that became a thing. Um, <laughs> in, let's see, in October 2nd of 1942, the Queen Mary carried thousands of Americans from the 29th Infantry Division she had an escort, the HMS uh, Kurokoa, that zigzagged in front of her in order to disrupt any enemy submarines. Unfortunately, the escort got too close to the Queen Mary, and she sliced right through the light cruiser like butter. Okay. So literally, like, just went... Psh. Some of the members of the Kurokoa died on an impact. Um, others plunged into the freezing water, while others got stuck in the Queen Mary's propellers. So, due to the risk of the U-boat attacks, the Queen Mary was under strict orders not to stop under any circumstances, so it kept sailing, even with a fractured front bow. Captain uh, Cyril Ellingworth reported that the accident to nearby British, uh, excuse me, he reported the accident 
to nearby British destroyers. However, when they arrived roughly two hours later, they were already too late, and most of the passengers have died of hyperthermia. Only 99 out of the 430 crew members survived the accident. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, like, they were told, you cannot stop for anything. You cannot stop. And so because the ship, the Croco, got way too close to, you know, the Queen Mary, mm-hmm. they just went, psh, sliced right through it. Just right through it. Damn, she's strong. <laughs> yeah. She don't play. Um, hold on. Excuse me. Uh, so some of the ghosts that are there. So some say you can hear screams of the passengers from the Kurokoa in the boiler room. The bow of the ship is a hot spot since that's where it's made contact, where you can also hear screams from the crash. Two women died in the first class swimming pool who are apparently still lingering. One apparition appears in 1930s clothing while another wears 1960s. There's also a little boy that fell overboard near the pool who haunts it. There's a little girl whose name is Jackie who drowned in the second class pool area, which is now the Royal Theater. People have reported hearing her splashing or calling out to her parents and even responding to questions when prompted. She can also be heard singing, laughing, and giggling. She likes to play in both pool areas of the ship, though is said to have wandered the ship for the past 60 years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also another little girl uh, ghost whose name is Sarah. She's between the ages of about six to eight years old and protects Jackie. Uh, she, too, possibly drowned in the pool in 1949. Sarah can also be hold, uh, heard singing with Jackie and can be temperamental and slightly aggressive at times. Okay. Uh, during World War II, while carrying some Australian soldiers, <laughs> one of the Australian soldiers apparently didn't like the food that they had cooked for them. And so because of this, they shoved the cook in the oven and burned him to death. Jesus Christ. So they say that you can still hear her screams in the kitchen, all because some Australian soldiers didn't like how the, co- how the food was cooked. Like, that's extreme. <laughs> like, you know, if you're in a restaurant, right, and you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't like this food. Like, what's the first thing that you do? You talk to a waiter, right? And you're like, hey, this isn't good or whatever like that. And you either ask for something else or you just don't want to make any type of, like, waves because, you know, you don't want people to sit here and spit in your food or yeah. whatever. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, no, they just shoved them in the oven and cooked them. That's gnarly. <laughs> So in 1966, an 18-year-old crewman named John Petter was crushed by door number 13, which is a door that automatically shuts um, during watertight drills. Apparently, he was playing chicken with another crew member. Petter has been known to leave behind greasy handprints in areas he wanders around, and he still wanders the area wearing white uh, coveralls. Uh, There's also a ghost called the White Lady. She floats around the end of the first-class lounge called the Queen's Salon, dressed in a white evening gown. In the engine room, there is a ghost by the name of John Henry. He worked in the boiler room, and apparently that is where he died. People have reported seeing his shadowy figure lurking around between the boiler room and the green room. Some people claim to have spoken with John, who sometimes responds to questions about beer. So just got to... So next time, if we ever go there, we just need to, like, ask questions about what beer he likes. 
Okay. So. Uh, Grumpy, um, also known as Grumpy the Growling Ghost. <laughs> uh, his identity is unknown. He loves to growl at visitors, and it's said he loves to lurk in the room under the stairs near the first-class swimming pool. Sometimes he joins John Henry in the boiler room. Uh, captain Treasure Jones served as the last captain for the Queen Mary between the years of 1965 and 1967. He captained the Queen Mary's final voyage from Southampton to Long Beach. He died in 1993 at the age of 87. He, loved, he had a love of cigars, and there have always been reports of visitors smelling cigar smoke by the captain's quarters. There's also a legend uh, of a murder that occurred in room B-474. The killer strangled Dana's, or Dana's little sister and mother in their bed and then shot Dana to death in the bathroom. Uh, Dana's spirit can sometimes be found with the other ghostly children trying, uh, excuse me, by the second-class pool. She also likes to hang out with Grumpy and Henry in the boiler room. Uh, the green room was where crew members was where the crew members lounge was in the late 1980s. There was a paranormal group that doing an EVP session in the room and asked what the ghost's favorite holiday was, to which they responded Christmas. In the forward bow, there, uh, where the collision occurred, a group conducted a spirit box interview around Christmas time, and when they said goodnight, they got a reply that said Merry Christmas, even though nobody in the group had mentioned the holiday was coming up. There was another group near the pool where a woman in the audio recording was stating she was feeling sick. There is an audio of a little girl saying something in the background. So what I'm going to play for you guys is from the Para Explorer Project. So it's a YouTube, um, YouTube video, uh, YouTuber called Para Explorer. So P-A-R-A-X-P-L-O-R-E-R -E Project. So this is what they caught. Excuse me, we feel really sick, so can we go? I'm supposed to say again. Uh, we're feeling really sick. You're feeling ill? Okay. Yeah. No problem. Where are you at? We'll yeah. get you some fresh air. Actually, we'll go ahead and call it. This is a good time because it's getting very late anyway. So where are you at? Yeah. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Okay. You get that? Uh, like whimpering? Yeah. Listen. Go. I'm supposed say again? Uh, we're feeling really sick. You're feeling ill? Okay. Yeah. No problem. Where are you at? We'll yeah. get you some fresh air. Actually, we'll go ahead and call it. This is a good time because it's getting very late anyway. So where are you at? Yeah. Oh, there you are. Like the whimpering. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? EVPs freak me out, but they're also like my absolute favorite. I love, 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 love EVPs. So, but yeah, that's what I got on the Queen Mary today. That's so, cool. Yeah. We need to go make a trip. We definitely need to go make a trip. It'll be awesome. I'm down for another week-long adventure. We'll hit up everything. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, sweet. Well, um, that was our episode. It's a little short today, but it's okay. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, again, uh, you can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, or excuse me, Facebook and Instagram, yeah, at Cheers from the Grave, Twitter, Cheers from Grave. Uh, send in your spooky emails to cheersfromthegrave at gmail.com. And what are you going to say? You're going to say something. And if you subscribe to the Patreon, yes. you get the full unedited episode. Yes. In Just, all of its raw glory. Oh my God, it's awful. Right now, because my, I sound so stuffed up right now because my allergies are killing me. So you get to hear all of that. And you get sneezing. to hear this funny thing I played in the beginning. Hopefully Kyle keeps it. Oh Lord. So there's that. Um, 
Another thing too, I did revamp Patreon recently. Um, so we have a two, five, and seven dollar tier. Uh, two dollars is basically just you know you like us and you just want to contribute a little to us and you get shout outs and stuff. Uh, five dollar tier is where you get um, unedited versions of this podcast. Um, every once in a while, there will also be a video that will be thrown up of us recording. Um, that's not going to be a thing today because I literally look and feel like shit right now. She's fine. <laughs> uh, and then, um, $7 tiers, Nicole does tarot readings. So, um, if you guys sign up for, tar- for $7 tiers, Nicole will do a tarot card reading for you about once a month. I'll do it on my Oracle deck. Yep. Mm-hmm. She, now just an FYI on that one, that is going, we will limit the amount of Patreons, um, on that one, once we get a number of people that Nicole feels comfortable with, then we are going to go ahead and um, tie that off. So just a heads up on that. So that'll be a first come, first serve basis until Nicole tells us, no, that's enough. I can't do that. I can't do this many people. <laughs> I do first come, first serve. Um, I can do definitely first come, first serve on a. I normally do a Celtic spread. Yeah. So definitely first come for the 10 card spread. If not, you get a six to five card spread. Yeah. So, but either way, uh, how that will work is that you, uh, once you become a Patreon member at a $7 tier, then Nicole will reach out to you guys or reach out to you folks. And then from there, you guys can coordinate schedules and everything like that. So, yeah, I can do a previous, I can do a recording on it based on what you kind of like ask me or what kind of your intentions are. Or I can do like a Skype in with you and do that live. And we can also record it if you'd like. Yep. And put it on the Patreon or just send it to you, depending. Yeah. So, anyway. um, Yay. Yay. Thanks again for listening to us. Sorry that I am sounding like shit today. (laughs) We still have two more episodes to record, but it's okay. We got this. We got this. Yeet. I hope so. Cool. Well, I'm Erica. And I'm Nicole. And you're listening to Cheers Cheers from from the the grave. Grave.